Welcome back, college football fans. It's your fellas, Brennan and Brock. We're back to give you a viewer's guide for week five, and we couldn't even wait till Wednesday to do this because we looked down the list and we saw how many good games there are this week. So we're like, let's just do this on Tuesday because we're, you know, we're too antsy to get into these these football games. I think we're gonna we got a lot of top twenty-five matchups. Might see some more upsets. Hopefully. Might, hopefully. I'd say we yeah. need some. We need yeah, some. We need some spice this week. Shake up the the top twenty five as we're approaching um, college football playoff rankings coming up here pretty soon. Come on, them Razorbacks, baby. Yeah, really. I I need them. I need them to beat Alabama. I just need it. Really? Why? Just to shake just to shake it up a little bit. That'd I think they got cool. the best chance of doing something this week. Really? I think either them. I kind of like Iowa this week potentially. Okay. Just because Iowa doesn't. They don't score, but they yeah. don't really give up points either. Yeah. So one of those two teams to hopefully do something. Some steaming takes right off the right off the rip. Because honestly, I'm not seeing much from Arkansas. I don't think that they're gonna. But I'm like, gonna, it, it probably won't happen. But yeah. I think if if I had to pick games that are the best, best the, chance. Po- the most possible. Okay. I'd say those. Are the, those are the two. So yeah, I mean, we might get some upsets this week. We might get some beat downs. You really never know. It's it's been a pretty crazy year thus far but i think the first game that we're going to jump into is going to be 10 a.m espn early morning gotta have the coffee down we got number seven kentucky going at number 14 ole miss this is a top 15 undefeated matchup this game is going to be in oxford mississippi and the last meeting was back in october of 2020 kroger field in lexington and Ole Miss won a thriller, 41-42 to 42 in overtime. And they have also won the last 7 out of 10. So I think this year it's going to be the quarterback battle. Will Levis, we've seen him all year versus the USC transfer, Jackson Dart, who's actually from our hometown, Draper. Corner Canyon High yeah, School. Corner, County, Corner Canyon. So shout out to Jackson Dart. But, um, yeah, Ole Miss, they're – they start off 4-0, haven't really been tested yet. The wins are Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and a close one to Tulsa. And on the other hand, we got Kentucky. They're 4-0 with a better resume. They got an impressive win against the Gators in Gainesville. And uh, some notable stats before we jump into our what we have to say about this game is um, probably the team total rushing yard comparison. When you look at that, I mean, 280 rushing yards a game for Ole Miss versus only 80 from Kentucky. Kind of something to look for this weekend. I, I know that Ole Miss hasn't been tested yet, but these are two great defenses. Only, I mean, Kentucky's only allowing 13 points a game and Ole Miss only 10. So has Ole Miss, they've, they've proven to be efficient on offense. Can they perform just as well with a more elite defense in Kentucky? First thing about this game, the SEC is so goofy, man. Goofy. These teams have played four times in the last 12 years, they really? and they're in the same conference. That's weird. I'm they're looking through their matchups. They had one in 2020, 2017, 2011, and 2010. Really? That's just so goofy. Like, why <laughs> Why did the SEC and – it's, and it's not just this matchup in general. It's, it's SEC teams in general. Like, they just – they play each other, like, once every, like, four years. Yeah. It's like you're in the same conference. You know, play each other – I know they only play eight conference games, but bump it up to nine conference games so we can see these teams play more than once every you know decade. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse when Texas and Oklahoma get there. Yeah, because it's just going to be bigger. You know, we'll see. 
You think that teams might drop out of the SEC? No, no. Too much money. Yeah, yeah that's true. Like, why would you do that? So, I don't know, because I was, I was trying to get, like, some information about this game, and I'm like, yeah. why has these teams only played four times in the last 12 years? Uh-huh. I just, I don't know, it was bonkers to me. Yeah. But, you bonkers. know, and it, it's exciting, too, when they're both top 15 teams. You want to see them play more often. So, you know, we're blessed with this matchup this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I think I like your point about the rushing yards. I think that's going to be a huge factor in the game. And maybe that's kind of the thing for Lane Kiffin, because I know we saw that video at the start of the season where he talked about how he wasn't very – he didn't seem very confident. Yeah, in his it wasn't that team. he wasn't very confident. He didn't seem very confident. He didn't confident. seem very confident. So maybe – He talked about how he had younger guys, and they were, you know, worrying about, like, okay, what shoes should I wear? Just stuff like that, you know. It's kind of what you expect from younger, less mature athletes. But, you know, just his tone of voice in the interview was just like – does this dude have much confidence in his in his football team? Yeah, so maybe that's kind of his way of uh, kind of getting his team to play the way he wants is kind of build a strong running game first and then kind of go from there. And like they have, you know, 280 yards a game is is no joke. I would assume that's close to the top in the uh, NCAA. Yeah. So I think that'll be I think that'll be a big factor in the game, and especially run, yeah. Especially if they get the ball rolling, you know, they can chew a lot of clock. Yeah. You know, take a lot of clock with them. They're at home, obviously, so they're going to have the crowd with them. You know, slow down the game, kind of run the ball, you know, get your crowd into it. Ole going to have a lot of success this weekend. Yeah, and I was looking at those running backs who were producing those yards, and it comes from two for Ole Miss. It's Quinshawn Judkins and Zach Evans. They're getting about equal carries, both efficient. I mean, about six yards per carry. But, I mean, the real question is, can they perform with a more elite defense? Like we mentioned before, they haven't really had much of a test this season so far. I believe Zach Evans is the TCU transfer. I think he uh-huh. he was like the five-star He's a five-star kid that transferred to Ole Miss this year. So, yeah, he's already a stud. You already know that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think, I think Kentucky has a really good game plan for this game. I think they will because, you know, you're going into hostile territory. I think it's going to be – something similar to what we saw them do in Gainesville. Yeah. Kind of try to control the game, take Jackson Dart out of it. Cause we know Jackson Dart likes to use his legs. Yeah. Um, he can, he can run and pick up yards. So keep him in the pocket, make him throw and, you know, force mistakes that way. Cause I, I that, that front seven of Kentucky is, is pretty, very, really talented. You know, I saw them yeah. make numerous plays uh, against, against Florida, which was a key to victory for him. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll see something similar from Kentucky and I think it helps that they've already had that hostile environment. Yeah. So they're already kind of road tested. So going into this game, they'll kind of already know what to expect. Yeah. So I think that's going to be huge for Kentucky. And then, yeah, for Ole Miss, this is kind of your first big test of the year. And it's going to be interesting to see how they re- they react. You know, they had they had Georgia Tech on the road, but that's not that's not really, I wouldn't say, a, a tough battle-tested yeah. game. They did take care of business, though, 42-0. Yeah, they did. They've taken care of business, to be yeah. fair, besides maybe Troy. But, and Tulsa, uh, I mean, Tulsa was, too yeah. last week, yeah. So, I think I think we'll see the best of Ole Miss this week. I think Lane Kiffin will finally learn a lot about his football team. Okay. Um, because he, you know, he, like we said, he seemed really kind of hesitant about him. But yeah, I think that running game is going to be key for Ole Miss. You want to get the, you know, get yourself into favorable second and third downs. Get yourself into second favorable or second and third, um, you know, kind of close to the line so you're not really having to play behind the ball Mm -hmm. and then you know let Jackson Dart make plays that's kind of going to be the key for them 
for me, I think Kentucky wins this quarterback battle. I think that Will Levis is a better quarterback than Jackson Dart. But what I especially like about Kentucky is, you know, their coaching. I think Mark Stoops had a great game plan going into that game against Florida, you know, kind of just containing Anthony Richardson. Obviously successful, was able to win 26-16 to against a team who came off a hot win against Utah. So I don't know. I just think that I think that if Will Levis and Kentucky can limit their turnovers, he has four interceptions on the season. But, I mean, dude's already put up just shy of 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. He's had a monster season so far. But I think that, you know, Kentucky's the better team, and I think that, you know, they already have an impressive win under their belt, and that was a road win, so they've already been tested on the road. I just I think that Kentucky's going to win this football game. Who do you think was uh, least impressive last week? Because Kentucky only beat NIU by eight. So they actually both had eight-point wins last week against Tulsa and Northern Illinois. So I think both teams are going to be looking to bounce back yeah. off of unfavorable results. Both home games. So, yeah, that could prove to be, you know, really good for this game. Yeah. You know, you got they both didn't play great last week. So maybe they kind of clean some things up and we yeah. get a really solid, good football game this week. I think it's going to be a close one. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be, you know. Even like that Florida game last week against Tennessee – Tennessee was kind of kind of putting them away. They're up 17, but yeah. game only finished by five. So yeah. I think SEC games, are, especially these highly ranked games, are all going to come down to the wire. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd be surprised to see this one you know, be any different. So who do you got winning this one? Oh, man, what's the line? Six and a half? Six and a half. For, for Ole Miss. Yeah. Interesting. Um, man, I'm going to go with Kentucky. Okay. Because I think their front seven is going to be able to to slow down the run. Yeah. And they're going to kind of – it's going to be a – I think – I genuinely think it's going to be a semi-similar game plan to what they had for Florida. For Florida. Slow I down agree. the run, make them – you know, put them in the third and long situations uh-huh. and make Jackson Dart make plays. Wow. And I think Jackson Dart's a better thrower than AR, but I think he still might struggle because I think their front seven is really, really good. Yeah. So – and I think Will Levis has what it takes to to win the close ones. Yeah, I think he can make plays through the air when he needs to, and I think that will benefit Kentucky. I don't, I don't really expect this one to be a high-scoring one. I know they both kind of got high points per game, but yeah, I think, kinda. I think it'll be like, I don't know. I think this will be like a mid twenties game. Mid twenties. I'm, I'm gonna go like twenty-eight, twenty-four. Kind of similar to uh, the Kentucky-Florida matchup. Yeah, I think it'll be like In that range. I think it'll be like twenty-eight, twenty-four for Kentucky. I just think Kentucky's done it before, and I'm not gonna. I don't know. Going on the road once, I think yeah. it makes it easier to go on the yeah. road again into another hostile environment. So that's why I like Kentucky this week. Wow, that surprised me. I honestly thought you were gonna pick Ole Miss at home. It's I don't know. And the line kind of surprised me as well. I mean, Ole Miss at six and a half. They haven't really played anyone yet. I think the good thing about this game is we're gonna see both teams rebound. I don't think you know one team's gonna necessarily outplay. Well, they're gonna outplay them to get the win, but I think it's going to be really neck and neck. And I think that's, it has the makings of a very good football game this Saturday. Yeah. So I'm going to have to agree with you. I think that Mark Stoops got a very talented football team. And I think that they find a way to get their second big road win of the year so far against the rebels. Next game is going to be first of three games, three great games at one thirty mountain time. This one's on CBS number two, Alabama making the trip out of, out to Fayetteville 
taking on number 20, Arkansas. Bama's picked by 17 and a half, and this, is, this game is inches away from being a top 10 undefeated matchup. Arkansas lost last week in a dramatic one against A&M. And uh, Arkansas, they haven't won a matchup since 2006. Last year, Bama got the win 42-35 to at home, and Bryce Young had a monster game. I was looking at his stats for that one, 559 yards on five touchdowns. K.J. Jefferson also started that game. He put up 326 yards on three touchdowns. So this year we're going to get the same quarterback battle. But I think the question for Arkansas is how do you bounce back after a dramatic loss against A&M last week? And the question for Bama is will we see the same trend of struggling on the road as we did when they played Texas a couple weeks ago? Yeah, I think this has potentially the makings of being an upset. I'm not saying Alabama's losing to Arkansas. I'm just saying if you look at some of the factors, Alabama's got to go on the road. Arkansas is coming off a tough emotional loss. Could Arkansas bounce back and maybe make this a make this a game? You know, I think it's definitely possible. I don't think Arkansas will get blown out because they play a lot of close games. You know, lost to AM by two, beat Missouri State by eleven. You know, beat South Carolina by fourteen and beat Cincinnati by seven. So I don't think Arkansas or Alabama will blow. I think this will be a really close game, neck and neck. I think KJ Jefferson's gonna be a little hungry to yeah. maybe have a better game than he did last week. Obviously had that crucial fumble on the goal line that probably could have put the game away. Yeah. Kind of gave life to AM. So I think Arkansas is going to be really motivated to come out and play a little bit better than they did last week. So I think if you had to pick an upset for this week, I think I think Alabama could be on upset alert. Okay. Not the Clemson game? You think this is more of a potential than an upset than the NC State Clemson game? Clemson is at home, right? Yeah. I think I think just that factor because you know I think traveling on the road in SEC country is difficult. Yeah, and you know we've already seen Alabama kind of stutter a little bit on the road against. I I I think it's a really good Texas team. Yeah, I think Texas is pretty good this year, but they're just different when they don't have Quinn Ewers. Yeah, no, yeah. So I think that's the reasoning behind the loss last week to Texas Tech. But for Alabama, I think you know. I don't want to say Nick Saban has been figured out, but I think people have figured out ways to have successful games against him. Not necessarily winning those games, but I think they found you know formulas to to picking apart Alabama teams because I think we've seen it in the past. You know, we saw we saw it in the national championship game last year. We saw it with Texas A&M last year as well, and then you know Texas played a close one with them this year. So I like this game as a potential upset. Will it happen? I don't know, because you could get Bryce Young, and he could go out there and just throw for six, seven touchdowns, and the game could be over by halftime, you know? So it's it's very hit or miss, but I think this Arkansas team is going to be really motivated going back home, coming off a tough loss to get their season back, or season going back the right direction. Yeah, I think for Bama, everyone's just talking about Bryce Young, but I think that the real story behind Alabama has got to be their defense. I mean, they're only allowing seven points per game, and without that defense, I think that they got one loss on the board um, and that, that being against Texas because, I mean, they only put up 20 points and were still able to get that win. So, I mean, the question for Arkansas is, you know, are you going to be efficient enough to put up more than 21 points? Because they only had 21 points last week against A&M. They, they need to get the ball in the end zone more and able to beat an Alabama team. Yeah, and I think, 
man, I don't know. This one's so tough. It's it's so hard to bet against Alabama. It really is because, you know, they've, they've just been doing it for so long. They're just so different, and Nick Saban knows how to win games like this. But it just feels – it has that feeling of a potential upset just because of, you know, what happened last week for Arkansas. And maybe that's kind of – maybe that's where you're going to get trapped picking if you end up picking Arkansas in this game. I don't think I don't think Alabama covers. By the way, I think it'll yeah. be a lot closer than seventeen and a half. Yeah. Um, even fair. if Arkansas loses. Yeah. I think I think you know, Arkansas will still cover that line, but I don't know. I think I think this game also has a similar feeling to Texas A and M two last year. Oh wow! It just it's that first like real. I don't know. I guess Texas was a real tough road game, but it's a it's an SEC road game against a team that needs a win, needs to bounce back. I just think KJ Jefferson's going to be really motivated. I think they find ways cuz like they're going to have to run the ball and Arkansas runs the ball well. Alabama defends the run really well. So that's going to be kind of, you know, something's got to break there. You know, either yeah. Arkansas is going to be able to run the ball really well or Alabama's going to be tough. That's probably the the part of the game to watch is, you know, who wins, who wins kind of that, that battle there. And if Arkansas can win that battle, I think it's going to put them in a chance to win the football game. Yeah. And they have a really efficient running back in Raheem Sanders. I mean, My boy Rocket, dude. Yeah. And I love his, I love yeah. his nickname so bad. His I nickname's think, Rocket? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Rocket Sanders. Rocket Sanders? Or, what, his name Rocket was? Saunders, yeah. Rocket Saunders. Well, yeah, his first name is right. You got his first name right, but oh, okay. that's his that's like his nickname. It's oh, okay. Rocket. Rocket. And I think it's I think it's so cool. Yeah, dude's a beast. I mean, he's efficient, about over six yards of carry. It's all you can really ask for from your running back. So I mean, we'll see if this Bama defense is able to, you know, continue to dominate as they had all year. And I think for the Alabama offense, you know, Bryce Young obviously coming off the Heisman last year putting up monster numbers this year I think that they need to kick things into gear earlier because we kind of saw a slower start against Texas and they kind of waited towards the end of the game you know to you know finish finish it out with the win but yeah I think that Bama I think they're gonna fix their road miscues and in about every category I see you know Bama as the better team so um I think that they're gonna get a repeat win from last year and who knows, maybe they'll jump back to number one, depending on what Georgia does this week. Yeah, so for Arkansas to win this football game, they need to you know, take advantage of what they do really well. Their, their bread, and brother, bread and butter is you know, RPOs with K.J. Jefferson. Let him make plays. Let him be your main, your main guy in this game. He's going to have to be really, really good because Will Anderson is going to be screaming off that edge. Yeah. And, you know, you can't let Will Anderson take control of this football game because he will. You know, yeah. he, I think he's probably the best football player in the country. Okay. Um, easily the best def- defensive player in the country, but I think he's the best football player in the country. And I think if it wasn't such a, you know, quarterback-dominated sport, I think he'd be the number one overall pick. I really do. Oh, wow. But I think— What about a Heisman candidate? It's just so hard. It's tough you know, because they don't give the defenders the respect. They that don't they give deserve. them the love, yeah. yeah. So, you know, I I, I think he's got to – I think maybe that's kind of where they can they can be efficient in this game is, you know, running away from, from Will Anderson, you know, having RPOs, you know, away from Will Anderson, take him out of the game, 
and make somebody else on that Alabama defense, you know, step up, which is definitely very possible because they got athletes everywhere. But I think KJ Jefferson is going to be really hungry this game. I really do. I just something, something about, something about this game. And this is going to be really funny when we do the recap and Alabama wins 49 to seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be really funny, yeah. but I just, I don't know. I just have a feeling about this game that Arkansas can do something. Pick them, man. Pick them. I think. Pick them. I, I do think they, they will win this game. I actually really do. Arkansas? I, th- I think Alabama is on upset alert. No way. And that's I a think pick. it that's starts an with. Pick. I think it starts with KJ Jefferson being smart in the RPO game, Rocket Sanders being efficient in the run game, and you can't get behind early against Alabama. You yeah. got to stay ahead. Yeah. If Arkansas gets the ball first and scores, put the pressure on Alabama, you know? Send your defense out there. They got to be motivated. That was a tough loss to AM. I know they've played the close games, but I'm going to go Arkansas to win in similar fashion to what AM did last year. Like a game winning field game goal. Game winning field goal. Wow. I think the kicker gets his revenge. This is just a, it's a perfect story. It's a perfect story. KJ Jefferson revenge game takes him down the field, and then kicker nails the field goal to win the game for him. It's just a perfect story. So when so, we come back on Sunday and it's, it's 49 to 20 for Bama, then uh, I won't be here. We'll have to so you'll, be, you'll be doing yeah. the show by you'll yourself. Be doing a solo show. So but yeah, that's a hot take. Yeah, I'm gonna go Arkansas game winning field goal 38 35 over so the pretty high time. scoring. Pretty high scoring. Yeah. Wow. I just it just it just feels right, you know. It feels I do like, like KJ Jefferson. It feels what I like, like him, yeah. And he's been efficient this year, you know. Yeah. Only one interception, you know, yeah. eight touchdowns, one interception. I think he's going to be really motivated to you know, have a better game than he did last week. Yeah, and I think for Arkansas, it's you start off hot, but you also play all four quarters. Cuz kind yeah. of what we yeah. saw from Texas, you know, is like they folded at the end. When Arkansas did start hot, you know, last yeah. week, you know, they were up 14-0. Mm-hmm. It looked like they were going to cruise, you know. Yeah. Get that similar kind of start and then keep going. Keep going. And I think I think they'll have a chance. That'll probably be an emphasis from coach this weekend. And it, yeah, it's like you really can't be upset about that start last week. It'll be a packed stadium. Yeah, they, they I, I hold think, like seventy six thousand. I think the fans will be ready for it. I think the players are going to be motivated, especially because you know if you beat Alabama, yeah, you're everything. You're right back in it. Uh-huh. You know? You're right back in the SEC. You're right back in the college football playoff yeah. discussion. You know, so yeah, you know, it's not going to be. It's not going to be a blowout by Arkansas. They only they only play close games. I think I think it's going to be the game winning field goal. Kicker runs out there. Okay. Drills it. So you got Arkansas and I've I got, got Bama. I got Arkansas by three this week. Second game at one thirty. You got to get this. Will be the second screen that you got set up out of the three games at one thirty. This game's on Fox. We got number nine Oklahoma State going at number sixteen Baylor. Baylor's picked by two and a half. They're obviously at home at McLean Stadium, and this is a Big 12 championship rematch from last year. Baylor won that thriller 21-16, to you know, preventing Oklahoma State from their playoff berth by a couple inches. I know it was the, it was the run play to the left, so a little revenge game for Oklahoma State, starting off 3-0, and and I think this is like their first challenge of the season so far. And uh, for Baylor, they're 3-1. and Obviously, that home loss or that road loss to BYU in double overtime. But what are your thoughts? You think you think these are the two best teams in the Big Twelve right now? I actually don't. Surprisingly, I don't think they're the two best teams. I think who's the two best teams though? Like if you could pick a Big Twelve matchup, 
to watch. I still really like when Quinn Ewers plays football for Texas. I still think Texas is a top two team in the conference. I really do. And it's hard to tell when Oklahoma State really, I mean, look down at their schedule. Like, who have they played so far? So, like, if I had to pick the two best teams in the conference, and these won't be the two best teams by the end of the year, my my picks would be Oklahoma and Texas. I really really think so, yeah. Red River rivalry. Like, Oklahoma always loses to Kansas State. I think it's a huge overreaction from the media this week. Saying, you know, oh, Oklahoma's not the team we thought they were, you know, kind of overrated. That's just the team that always beats them, you know. It's so I'm I'm not really taking too much from that game. And I think we'll see it this week with Oklahoma. I think they'll come back really strong and mm-hmm. and have a good performance against TCU on the road. But with Oklahoma State, I'm worried about how they haven't they haven't really played anybody. Yeah, they got year, Central you know? Michigan week one, then ASU. Week two, and it looks like week three they had Arkansas Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff, yeah. So I'm not gonna. Did you know that was a school? Yeah. Okay. Because SEC. No teams, disrespect to them, but like, SEC teams play yeah, them every year. Yeah. So I just there's kind of a name that I hear. Mm-hmm. But so I mean three and zero. Yeah. With those teams, I'm just I'm just worried about Oklahoma State. I think Spencer Saunders is is uh it's it was huge for him to come back this year. Yeah. And. You know, lead this team, and so he's a he's a senior this year, correct? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. dual so. threat quarterback, ten touchdowns, throwing, and three touchdowns with the legs. So I mean, and only one interception has been efficient through these first three games. Yeah, and I think I think the big thing for Spencer Saunders is you know he's on pace to smash his previous three seasons. You know, he's already got to, you know he had twenty touchdowns last year and twelve picks, and it looks like he's cleaned up his turnover game a little bit. Mm-hmm. So ten touchdowns and interception already for, through three games. You know he's on pace to have maybe a maybe a forty touchdown season. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think Spencer Saunders is kind of the key for this Oklahoma State uh, team. You know, as as most quarterbacks are, and I'm just I, my only worry is just you know just not being battle tested yeah. for for a game like this. You mm-hmm. know, Baylor's really really good at home. We saw it last year with with games that they played at home. It seemed yeah. like they played a lot better at home than they did on the road. And I was actually really impressed with Baylor. I th- I thought Iowa State might get him. Yeah. On being in like a trap game for Baylor last week, but you know, they handled business, they snuck out a game, and that's kind of all you really can ask. I think for that's an underrated win. Game. I think it really is too. I think Iowa State's, Iowa State's a, de- a decent, you know, football team. Yeah, especially on the road. So Yeah, so I think I think this is going to be a really good game. I, I, I want to learn more about Oklahoma State, and I think this is the game that we can learn more about them. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I remember watching that Central Michigan game, and I turned the game off when they were up huge. Yeah. And then, you know, my father comes in, and he's like, you watch that Oklahoma State game? I'm like, no, they're smashing them. What do you mean? He's like, it's a little bit closer now. Really? And, you know, it ends 58-44, so. Father enters the room with the. With the update, with yeah. With the update. And it's, it's I, like, I had turned that game off because I was like, Oklahoma State smashed them, you know, game yeah. over. But, and yeah, I think I think for Baylor, I think it's interesting because they obviously have that loss on the road against BYU. Tough place to play. I don't think people should be really too surprised about that one. I don't think yeah. it's, I think that game was more about BYU and less about Baylor. Yeah. You know, I think the thing that hurt Baylor in that game was, you know, BYU was down their top two receivers. So it made it made it look, you know, worse. Yeah. But you know, I think Blake Shapen had 
really good couple weeks since that you know BYU game, maybe stepping it up a little bit. And what better way to to prove that you're kind of you know back than yeah. a game at home against top ten Oklahoma State? Yeah, and for Oklahoma State, I mean, um, predominantly their offensive production is from uh, the pass game. I, I would like to see them get the run game going a little bit more. I know they got they got a uh, dominant. Dominic Richardson, 43 carries, 215 yards for two touchdowns. So, I mean, for Baylor, it's, you know, can you stop a, a team that predominantly throws the ball? Because I know that BYU kind of has a similar, you know, play design or, you know, scheme going into the game with the, Jared Hall. Yeah, the drop eight. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how Baylor responds. Yeah, and... I don't. I don't know. Honestly, you. This could. This could be a rematch in the Big Twelve Championship game at the end of the season. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it is. I just personally don't. I don't think these are the two best teams. But you know, if Oklahoma State wins, you know, this game, they could easily run the table, and you know, Baylor could get another shot at them at the end yeah. of the season. But I just. I don't know. I just think. I think it's a season too soon for Baylor. You know, I think their secondary was was depleted. To the, the the draft, I know they lost both their safeties to mm-hmm. the draft, and I think Spencer Saunders. I think that's where he could take advantage of this game, is you know, torching that secondary. Yeah, that may be maybe a little bit inexperienced, but yeah, I think I think for Baylor, you know, you got to run the ball. You got to you know, make make things easy for Blake Shapen. You know, you yeah. don't want him having to, you know, do too much. Because I think that's what BYU did is they, made, yeah. is they made him do a little bit too much and it made the game difficult for him. So Which made him look like a lesser quarterback than exactly yeah. than he actually is. I think he's a great quarterback. Yeah, so, you know, get that run game going. You're at home. You're going to have the fans behind you. I know they're really passionate down there. So get the fans yeah. behind you early and take control of this game. And I think Baylor could have a lot of success. All right, so prediction. I want to hear it. We got see, another upset. See, after everything I just I just said, it doesn't even really feel like much of an upset though. If Baylor were to win this game, yeah, know, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't the call rankings. it. I wouldn't call it an upset. Yeah, you know, just the rankings say it's an upset, but but then they're favored. I do like Baylor at home this week. You yeah. know, I think Oklahoma State. It's so weird how buys work. You know. People can look at this as Oklahoma State has had two weeks to prepare for for Baylor. You know, that's that's a good way to look at it. I've always looked at it as if you don't have injuries, you kind of just had a week off and you haven't played a game in two weeks, you know? Yeah. So you could come out really slow. Okay. Which I think I think if this game was in Oklahoma State, I don't think it would matter because they'd be at home. Mm-hmm. But if you come out slow on the road, I think Baylor's going to punish you. Okay. I really do. And so I think Baylor will try to run the ball early, try to you know kind of kind of break down that defense a little mm-hmm. bit, kind of get them get them a little bit tired early. And I think Baylor will get an early lead, and I think you know towards the end of the game I think they'll they'll push it out of doubt. Um, I like Baylor in this game. I like Baylor by I'm gonna say two scores. I like Baylor by ten. Whoa! I'm gonna go. Wow. I'm gonna go 31-21 for Baylor. Okay. I just think I think the buy came at a really bad time for Oklahoma State. Really? Because I I don't think they had too interesting many interesting perspective on that. Yeah, I just you can look at it both ways. You know, may, maybe the extra week of preparation for Oklahoma State, you know, helps them, and yeah. you know maybe they maybe they kind of are locked in for what Baylor's trying to do. 
But I think, you know, I think the buy in college football, at least, is only really important to kind of get guys back that were injured. Like, I don't think having two weeks to pre- – because there's only so much preparation you can do for, for an opponent. Yeah. You know? So that's why I like Baylor. I think if Oklahoma State would have played last week, I think it's a different game. But I think having two weeks off, I think they're going to start slow, and I think I think Baylor would take advantage of that. Okay. Interesting pick. Yeah, I think this game is a toss-up. I mean, like you said, you don't know what to expect after a bye. I think last week the Cowboys probably just playing Big 12 championship on repeat, you know, just fire up. Fire up the team, you know, because obviously I was, they they had it. They were going to be in the playoff if they were to win that game. But um, I don't know. I'm just not too impressed with Oklahoma State with, with those first three games against kind of a softer schedule. I mean, sent, allowing 44 points, allowing Central Michigan to score 44 points, I don't know. It just doesn't impress me. So I think I think that Baylor does get the win just because they're at home. And yeah. I think Blake Shapin, he's a great quarterback. He was able to get it done last year as he came in uh, for who's the quarterback before him? Because I think he went into the Big Twelve Championship for oh. some of the last three games. It's a uh, it's Gary Bo Gary Boham Boham Bo- something like that. Bo- he transferred. Boham? He transferred to uh, UCF. Okay. This year after so, he lost yeah. after he lost the job. Yeah. So Blake won the job. I think he's a great quarterback. Won the Big Twelve Championship for them last year. And uh, yeah, I got him. I got him winning by a touchdown. Gary Bohannon. Gary Bohannon? Yeah, he was the... Quick research. Yeah, he was the old Baylor quarterback transfer to UCF. Yeah. So, yeah, like we said, Blake won the job. Um, the real question is, you know, does Baylor enter the top 10 with a win against Oklahoma State this weekend? What are your thoughts? Uh, the way that Utah hasn't been able to enter the top 10 yeah. with that loss, I don't, know if, I don't know if that changes for Baylor having a win over a top 10 team. So you think Baylor then becomes the highest ranked one loss yeah. team? Yeah, they'll probably they'll probably be the highest ranked one loss team. I think that'll maybe be I guess depending on what happens this week, I think that'll maybe be at like twelve or eleven. Yeah. It really so, depends on, you know, how things go. How things shake up in the top ten, yeah. So yeah, we both got Baylor winning that one this weekend. And this will be the third great game starting at one thirty. This one's on ABC number twenty two, Wake Forest, going at Florida State playing at Doak. Campbell Stadium in Tallahassee, and uh, Florida State, they're picked by six and a half. Um, last year they played um, Wake Forest, won 35 to 14 at home, so pretty pretty impressive victory with three touchdowns, and uh, obviously Wake Forest coming off a double overtime loss to Clemson last week, 51 to 54, and Florida State, they're undefeated with a neutral site win against LSU, and then a road win against Louisville. I know you had this as a your game of the week. Game of the week, baby. Okay. Uh, Florida State just plays good games, you know? Yeah. That LSU game obviously comes to mind, then that Louisville game comes to mind. Um, it's it's just so nice to see Florida State kind of be a little bit more relevant, I guess, is a good word to put. Because, you know, Florida State's a huge program. Like, they're a massive program. They should be competing for national championships. They get the talent every year. It's it's good to see them, you know, four and zero, ranked in the top twenty five, with a top twenty five matchup coming, you know, to their stadium this week, and I think I genuinely think this is gonna be a really good game. Yeah, you know, Wake Forest has kind of struggled recently to play to play some defense. You know, they've given up more and more points each week. I would be pretty surprised to see that trend continue. Yeah, because you know, you give up ten, you give up twenty five, you give up thirty six, you give up fifty one. If you're giving up more than fifty one points per game. I think you really gotta 
It's hard to be a team like Clemson or a team like Florida State. Given that many points, yep. So, yeah, I think I think I'm really excited to see Sam Hartman play football again. You know, dude's a beast. He's gonna look so Baller. good in black and silver when he's a future Raider baby. <laughs> but yeah, and I think maybe maybe people have been kind of under hyping Sam Hartman. You know, 13 yeah. touchdowns, two interceptions. Maybe you could argue he should be getting some Heisman love. Yeah, I think so, definitely with. If they would have beat Clemson last week, it would have been oh, yeah. more of a conversation. Yeah, you know? the train would have been yeah full on. But, yeah, I think this is going to be a really good game. You know, Florida State obviously has an interesting situation. They had, against Louisville, they had their quarterback go down. Um, Travis. Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis. Yeah. yeah, he went down against Louisville, and then the backup came in and uh, ended up winning that game. And I don't know if he played last week. Do you know if he played last week? Against Boston College? I don't know. Let me check. Yeah. He did play last week. Okay. So, Jordan, Jordan did? Jordan Travis, yeah. Okay, so he's back. So, yeah, he's back. He's ready to go. And, man, I'm also excited to see Johnny Wilson play football again yeah. this week. Six, seven wide receiver. So dominant, man. So, I think this is going to be a really good uh, kind of, I wouldn't say passing game because I know Florida State loves to run the ball. They got those three running backs that they rotate that all carry the ball, and they're all really effective. In doing so. So I think you're going to see Wake Forest be, I hope, more pass-heavy than they were kind of those final drives against Clemson. Yeah, that was disappointing. They're so much better when they throw the ball. And it's it's really obvious, too. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think this is the making of being a really good game. Um, I think, you know, Hartman's going to feel the sting from last week. Yeah. And I think you'll maybe see a different game plan going into this one. Especially since, you know, you're going to have to slow down that run to be successful. Yeah, the real question is, are they going to be able to pick apart that Clemson secondary as well? Are they going to pick apart Florida State secondary as well as they did against the Clemson secondary last week? I would hope so. Yeah. You know, I, I don't necessarily think, like, I think Clemson secondary was poor, but I, I also think, you know, Sam Hartman was just that good. Do you watch a lot of that game last week? The, the Wake Clemson? Forest game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You notice how, like, they have that RPO? Yeah. Yeah. And then he, like, steps forward in the pocket to throw. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, so, like, the the announcers were talking about it a little bit. It's kind of like he's really he's really kind of looking at what they're doing pre-snap. So, you know, if they got six or seven in the box, he's probably going to pull it out and throw it. But he's really kind of reading the defense because it's kind of, like, abnormal how, like, he, he takes the snap – and then he kind of holds the ball in his running back's kind of chest for a second and reads the defense for a, for a little bit. And if they back off, you know, he's going to give the ball. And if they come, yeah. he's going to, you know, pull it from him and he's going to throw. So it's a really interesting offense that Wake Forest runs. It's impressive. And your offensive line has to be really good. In order yeah, to your offensive line has to be really good. they got to buy you a lot of time to be able to sit there and, like, evaluate the defense. And your running back has to be really patient. Too. Yeah. You know, he's, he can't get, like, he's got to trust his quarterback's going to make the right decision. So he has to, you know, kind of wait there and make sure that he's not taking the ball too early or, you know, he's not leaving the ball, you know, yeah. with, for potential fumbles. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how Florida State stops that. But, yeah, I think for Florida State, yeah, I think you got to keep, you know, that running game going with uh, those running backs that they use. Yeah. And, you know, let Jordan Travis make plays because he, he definitely can. Yeah. And for Wake Forest – how do you stop that running game? Because they've been known to uh, to give up a lot of points. 
you know, in these in these first four games. And you got to hold them to I think under like thirty or so. No, yeah, yeah, and I and I think I don't think Florida State's offense is as high powered as Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. So I think you'll see kind of like a similar game to maybe like the Louisville game. You yeah. know, mid thirties. I hope so. It's a great game. So uh, I, I wouldn't expect Wake Forest to give up 40. You know, if you're giving up 40, you're not winning the game. Yeah. And I don't th- expect the same from – or I expect about the same from Florida State. Maybe like a like a late 20s, early 30s kind okay. of football game. And I think this is going to be the Sam Hartman show. Oh, really? I think – It was the Sam Hartman show last week. He's the type of quarterback that can just single-handedly win you football games. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's really smart, and I think he makes the right play, you know – at least nine out of ten times, and sometimes it really doesn't matter what you got on defense. You know, when you're playing a quarterback like that in college. Yeah. So, I like I like the Demon Deacons on the road upset. Really? I think I think they can do it. I think you know. I think they're gonna. I think Coach learned yeah. a lot about his football team last yeah. week. You know, I think he can preach to them this whole week. You know, you guys played tough against a really good Clemson team. Yeah. Give that kind of effort every week, and you'll win more than you lose. Yeah, for keep, sure. Keep their heads up because I don't think that the team or the fan base should be discouraged with that loss against a top five Clemson. Like, if you're going to force DJ um, to make plays like you did last week, I want to hear you pronounce his last name. DJ Uyungle. Yeah, there you go. That's I, I, I think that was, that was pretty that good. Was better yeah. than I expected. <laughs> so, I think if if you make him make plays to beat you, you know, sometimes you know, sometimes just players just do that. You yeah. Know? Sometimes players just make the plays to beat you. And so I don't think Wake Forest should be discouraged at all. I think the AP even instilled more confidence in them because yeah. they only dropped that one spot. Yeah. Know, losing at home, you uh-huh. know, to Clemson. So I think Florida State's had a good run, but I think this is going to be the real, real challenge for Florida State to see what kind of football team they are. And I think Sam Hartman's just going to pick them apart this week. Yeah. So I like Wake Forest in this game. I like I like Wake Forest as well. What's that? What's that line? Six and a half? Six and a half. I like him to cover too. No, they're, it's Florida State six and a half. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Okay, then never mind. Yeah, I, I like Wake Forest to, to just definitely win, cover. Win them. straight out, yeah. Win yeah. straight out. And you know, I think it's gonna be a close one. I think it's gonna be. I I could see it even being an overtime game too. This is such a tough pick. It really is. It's like you want to make the case that it's gonna be a close game, but you also want Wake Forest. You want to say Wake Forest is gonna win, but Florida State has proven to win those close games this year. No, yeah. I don't know. I could see this being another overtime game. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go Wake Forest. I'm gonna go Wake Forest, 35 or 34, Florida State 28 in overtime. Okay. In overtime, so it's. Uh, I think Wake Forest stops them on on, on defense. Okay, and they find a way to get an overtime. Find win a way to win this weekend. Yeah, I got Wake Forest winning as well, but I think that Sam Hartman's gonna ball out. I think it's gonna be too overwhelming for that Florida State defense. And I don't want to say it's close because I think if the game is close and Florida State will win because they've proven to do that so far this year. So I got Wake Forest winning by 10. I think 10. Yeah, I could see this game going either way. I really could. Yeah, but it's just a tough pick. Yeah, I just think, you know, I think we're picking on quarterbacks here, and I just like Sam Hartman more than yeah. I do Jordan Travis. So. And on the road too. Wow. Yeah, I, I just generally think Wake Forest has a lot of positives yeah. to take from last week. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of teams can say that when you lose, but just don't stop throwing the ball in the yeah, fourth quarter. Keep throwing the ball, keep even if you're up by a couple scores. Keep throwing the yeah. ball. You know, don't get conservative. You know, don't try to run the ball. 
you know, keep throwing. You know, your quarterback is smart. He can single-handedly win you football games. Yeah. Like, keep going. You but know? definitely, yeah, I would say definitely tune into this one at 1.30. Yeah, you're on going to have three screens yeah, going. Yeah, three screens. But I think this Arkansas. one's like the main, whatever, like, high def you got, I think this one yeah, goes I on think the 4K, you know. This is the one I'm most excited to yeah, watch. me too. Because I'm, I'm a big Sam Hartman believer now. Yeah. I think he's really talented. So Agreed. We'll have to see how this one goes. All right, last game that we're going to have you guys add to your viewers' guide is going to be a top 10 matchup. Game day will be there, 5.30 p.m. on ABC. It's going to be number 10, NC State, making the trip to play at number 5, Clemson. NC State, they actually won the matchup last year at home, 27-21 to 21 in a thriller. However, Clemson won eight in a row before that. The real question is, how does Clemson respond after a thriller last week against the Demon Deacons? I think Clemson should be really happy with that game against Wake because I think Wake, you know, we already we just talked about Wake. I think Wake's really a really good offensive football team, and I think they showed it last week. You know, putting forty five on the Tigers. You know, not many teams can can say they they do that. But mm-hmm. the thing I think we really learned about Clemson is that front seven, especially that D line really needs to, you know, play good to kind of help out that secondary because yeah. it does a little bit inexperienced. And I think if that D-line gets going and is getting to the quarterback, you know, pushing him out of the pocket, getting sacks, getting, you know, tackles, tackles for loss, I think it could be really tough for a football team, especially going on the road to Clemson, to Memorial Stadium. Yeah, and for NC State, it's like there's a lot of hype for this team. I mean, a top 10 in the AP would not – too much of a resume. I mean, they got a win against ECU. What is that? Texas Tech, UConn, and uh, Char- Charleston, Charleston Southern. Yeah, Charleston. Charleston Southern. So, I mean, you know, you can make the case that maybe they shouldn't be in the top 10 based off of that resume. But I, I agree. I think Clemson should be really happy because going on the road, beating that Wake Forest team who I expected to win that game. You know, I think... I think that your fan base should be really encouraged by that win. Yeah, and I think Clemson just has, I think they have their game plan, you know, how they need to be successful in football games. You know, Will Shipley, he's that guy. You know, we saw him have that incredible touchdown last week. I think Will Shipley is that guy for this offense. You know, hand him the ball, take some pressure off of DJ. And then when DJ needs to cook, I think, you know, DJ can cook, you know. I thought – thought some of his throws last week were a little questionable and his receivers made good plays for him. But that's also not necessarily a bad thing if your receivers are going to, you know, go up and make those plays for your quarterback and kind of bail them out a little bit. It's kind of like one of those, you know, kind of push-pull things Mm -hmm. where you don't want DJ making, you know, prayers. You don't want him having to, you know, throw prayers. But if his receivers can come down with them, then, you know, so be it, you know. So, yeah, I think Clemson learned a lot about their team last week. You know, I think that D-line – I think that D-line's legit. I think that D-line can cause a lot of football teams, you know, problems. And I would expect, you know, for them being at home, college game day, top 10 matchup, I I would be very shocked if that D-line isn't ready to play this football game. But the real question is, how can the secondary hold up? Because I know that there was some injuries, so they had to bring in some freshmen, you know, and they kind of got torn to pieces by Sam Hartman and that Wake Forest offense. Yeah, and I I think the more I think about that game, I think it's more about what Sam Hartman was able to do and maybe maybe less about about, you know, the secondary. 
I think, uh, you know, I think Sam Hartman's a really good quarterback, and maybe he made those those corners look a little bit, you know, worse than they they might actually be. Yeah. But I think any any bad secondary can be helped out by you know a good front seven, you know, a good defensive line. Yeah. And, and they I got think, talent there. Yeah, I think Dabo. I think Dabo will really try to try to hone in on that on that secondary and try to get him ready for this game. But I think if the D line is disruptive and you know pushing the quarterback out of the pocket, making him make plays, I just I think Clemson's gonna have a lot of success in this game. This is gonna be an interesting week, interesting game, and interesting week. I think we're gonna find out a lot about a lot of different college football teams because. For a lot of these teams, it's almost their first test. Yeah, and I think for NC State, I think I think they've heard a lot of noise going into the season. You know, I know, I know there's actually some people who had them picked to make the playoff. The playoff, yeah, there's a so, lot of that hype. So you know, maybe maybe they're just kind of figuring out how to handle it. I know NC State had that close one that I was pretty critical of against ECU, but I was kind of looking into that game. That is actually a rivalry game. It is. So I think I can okay. kind of give them the pass for that one. Um, cause rivalry games are different, you know, it doesn't matter how bad one team is or the other, Yeah. you know, when you, when you play against your rival, you know, those games are kind of, kind of meshed into one, but mm. you know, them in East Carolina, they're only 83 miles apart. So yeah, I'll give NC state the pass for that, especially if they win this week, you know, then I'll be all aboard that NC state high train. But also, I mean, it was opening game. Too. Yeah. Opening game, game, you know, it's, it's tough, especially on the road too. You yeah. know, rivalry game, hostile environment, week yeah. one on the road. I can't really a... define a team's success based off of, you know, how they perform week one. Exactly. They got the win. I think that's really all that matters, especially in a rivalry game. And they've kind of bounced back, too. You know, they blew out, you know, Charleston Southern, which is something we'd expect. You know, they beat, you know, Texas Tech, who had that big win against Texas. You know, Texas. So, and then, you know, they took care of business against Connecticut. So maybe this is the game where the nation kind of opens their eyes to NC State. And, you know, I think that. They're gonna have to slow. They're gonna have to have, have a really good game plan for this defensive line on offense, and then you know I think they're gonna try to slow down that run game and keep you know DJ in the pocket and make him make plays. Because yeah. I think if you force DJ to have to make plays throughout the game, I think it gives your football team a chance to have success. Yeah, I agree. It starts with stopping Will Shipley. Yeah, if they can just run all day. Down. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long game for the Wolfpack. Well, I think that's something Clemson would be okay doing. You know. I think if they can hand the ball to Will Shipley 20, 25 yeah. times a game, I think they'd be fine with that. And then let DJ pitch in when he needs to. Exactly. I think I think that that's a perfect game plan for Clemson yeah. and something they would love to do. So it'll be interesting to see how NC State stops that. I think I would I'd be a little bit more confident in NC State if the game was at their place. Yeah. Rather than, you know, in Memorial Stadium. But college game day, Memorial Stadium, it's you know, it's gonna be a night game there just it's just a clemson it's a clemson kind of game you know it's it's just how clemson you know gets these kind of games done so i I do like clemson in this game um i think they're gonna have success running the ball with will shipley i think they're gonna have a rejuvenated energy after last week because i think you know going into that game it was going to be a very physical very tough game for clemson and i think looking back on it i think they're going to be even more hyped after getting a win last week So I like Clemson in this game at home. What's that line at? Is it a big line? Six and a half. Wow, we've seen a lot of six and a halves this yeah. week. So I like Clemson to cover. 
I got Clemson by by a couple scores by 14. We'll go Clemson uh, 42, NC State 28. Yeah, I got Clemson as well. I think that they're going to have a lot of confidence coming off that win against Wake Forest last week. I think the defense will get more involved. I don't necessarily see NC State putting up 45 points against that defense, considering, I mean, they only averaged 36 per game so far with the resume that they've had so far. So I think it's going to take almost a perfect game from NC State to be able to have a chance against these Clemson Tigers. Like you said, they're at home, you know, game day. It's a game for Clemson to win, and I think that they're going to get it done. I think it's interesting that the over-under for this game is 40. It's pretty low. That is pretty low. So I guess, yeah. you know, they see more Vegas is expecting a defensive game. It's 40? Yeah, it's 40 wow. for the over-under. So Considering, I mean, if I was a bet, Clemson man, had 51 last week, so yeah. they must see a lot in this NC State defense. Yeah, maybe they just expect it to be kind of a, a defensive brawl. But, yeah. you know, if I was a bet, man, I'm taking the over yeah. on that. That's what you think, though, but then... So. Yeah, we, then it, we look at these things and we're like, okay, like why, why is Vegas doing this? You know, they yeah. must know something that we don't. Yeah, then the game ends, you know, nine to six, and yeah. <laughs> and Vegas just steals everyone's yeah. mind. So, but yeah, I think it's it's interesting that the over under is at forty. So I guess yeah. Vegas is expecting, you know, a lot of More time of possession, you know, running the ball, you know, grinding out yards, and not very high scoring. So we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah, me too. So we just gave you the top five games to look out for this coming weekend. And if you're new to the show, this is the part where we kind of just run down the rest of the games and those you might be interested. Starting with Friday night, we got number 15 ranked Washington going at UCLA. Now, yeah, so sounds like UCLA is lowering ticket prices for fans to try to get them in the stadium this is week. Is that right? Because, you know, they've been struggling with attendance. You know, no way. I love seeing the pictures of the Rose Bowl, you know, 90,000-seat stadium, and it's just empty. You love seeing that? Well, it's just, I don't love seeing it. It's just like, it's kind of funny for a yeah, program like yeah. UCLA, you know? Big-time program. All this all this history, you know? And they I just, heard they're selling their tickets at Costco. Yeah, there's, they're, they're doing, doing like, like deals and deal? stuff, yeah. Man, you got to be desperate so, to be selling at Costco. Well, it's like, how can you not sell out the Rose Bowl and, you know, get people to come watch, you know, UCLA play? Especially they're 4-0. It's not like UCLA's 0-4. So I think they gotta they gotta figure something else out, you know. No, like yeah. Build something on campus because I know the Rose Bowl. How far is it from campus? It's it's a little distance. It's yeah. A little distance. So so I mean, it's hard to get you know students to head out and cheer on a team, but they got something to cheer about this year. I mean, start out four and zero. Four and zero, top fifteen team coming to town, and you know, lowering the tickets for them, I guess. But yeah, maybe we'll see like get thirty thousand there this weekend. Yeah, maybe that that'd be a record honestly <laughs> but um yeah you know washington looking to keep that momentum going you know great start to the season obviously rewarded with you know the 15th best team in the country and i think they will keep that going you know i think washington has figured out a lot of their struggles from the past and you know i like them winning on the road on friday night against this ucla team i'm gonna go you know washington to cover that spread you know it looks like it's three right now so i'm gonna go washington to cover that Go Washington, Washington thirty-five, UCLA thirty-two. Yeah, I agree. Or Thirty-one. I think, yeah, yeah, I agree. I think Washington has been great. Michael Penix Jr. He's got a case to maybe be a Heisman candidate, and it's fun to see this team, you know, kind of bounce back. We we saw some success from them a couple years ago. Struggled with with the years coming, so it's cool to see them back in the top fifteen. Next game, we got some Big Ten action. Number four, Michigan going at Iowa. Is Michigan on upset? alert potentially after kind of struggling against a, a Maryland team last week 
See, Iowa is a very tough place to play, you know, because Iowa's always a really good defensive team. You know, their offenses have always been, you know, kind of, kind of meh. And, you know, I know, I know Michigan's still kind of experimenting or, or they were experimenting with the two quarterbacks. So I think Harbaugh's got a lot of indecision up in, up in Michigan as well. So if there was a game that, or another top five team that could get upset, I think Michigan's a very good candidate because, yeah. you know, they've kind of had a weaker start to the, the season. So I think for Iowa, if you slow down that run game and make one of those quarterbacks make plays through the air, I think Iowa could have a lot of success, you know, considering that, you know, Michigan's running backs, 64 carries, 478 yards, and nine touchdowns. Yeah. So that's kind of it's kind of a big part of their offense. So slow down that run game for, for Iowa, and, you know, you could be talking about an upset, but I don't know. I just think Iowa's too poor on offense to have anything get done. So I'm going to take Michigan. I don't think Michigan covers. I think they win a close one. I'm going to go uh, Michigan by seven. We'll go. 20 we'll go 28 21 for okay. Michigan. not so fast i got iowa winning this one i like that pick a lot dude, i really do I just pull the lee corso dude i could just feel i could just feel him right there oh, yeah 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 not so not, fast not so fast not sweetheart. so fast sweetheart right. <laughs> yeah i got iowa winning this one i think that the defense is gonna score somehow you know defensive touchdown defensive i know touchdown, that you eh? called that last week i'm gonna follow that trend and, you know, I wasn't too impressed with Michigan, and I want to see a top-five team go down this week. I know that there's three chances that that might happen this week. So, yeah, I got Iowa winning at home. Very low-scoring game. I don't think that anyone scores over 25 points. Yeah, I was, I was been a tough place to play. You know, teams have struggled there in the past. You know, that defense is really good, so I would not be surprised at all if Michigan lost. But I think they're, I think they'll have just a little bit too much for Iowa this week. Yeah. Next one, we got some Big 12 action. Number 18, Oklahoma making the trip out to TCU. Oklahoma coming off a tough loss last week against Kansas State. And uh, TCU is 3-0 and to start the season. Oh, yeah, so I think a lot of people are down on Oklahoma now after losing to Kansas State. I'm not necessarily as down as most people are because, you know, Kansas State is beating Oklahoma. Or, yeah, Kansas State is beating Oklahoma three out of the last four years. They got their number. So they they just they know how to beat Oklahoma. They know how to get it done. I think Oklahoma bounces back in a big way on the road against TCU. I think they're gonna be, you know, a little a little angry and maybe even some pressure's been taken off of them. You yeah. know? People are talking playoff with them. So maybe maybe it kinda like loosens that pressure on them a little yeah. bit, you know, especially on the first year head coach as well. You know, mm-hmm. he's kind of not playing with as much pressure as well or coaching with as much pressure, so I like Oklahoma to win this one. I think they win it big as well on the road. I'm going to go Oklahoma 42, you know, TCU 21. Okay. Yeah, I got Oklahoma. Regardless of last week, I think that they're still a top two team in the Big 12. And I see them, you know, winning this game against TCU, getting ready for a a big one in a couple weeks against Texas. So, yeah, I got Oklahoma. And we got some more Pac-12 action. We got Oregon State going at number 12, Utah, obviously Utah. Lost week one against Florida and, and uh, Oregon State. They looked pretty good against USC last weekend, only losing, what was it, 17 to 14? 17 to 14, yeah. Now, yeah, so this is actually a really tough game for Utah at home. Uh, I think Oregon State has exceeded a lot of people's expectations this early in the season. I know if Oregon State would have got that win over USC, this would have been a top 25 matchup for sure. 
but I still think Oregon State is a top 25 team in the nation. You know, I think they still have some struggles on offense that they got to figure out. And I think that defense is fantastic up there in Corvallis. So, but I don't know. I think just coming to Salt Lake City and playing at altitude, it's really tough for a lot of football teams, especially when Utah is going to, you know, hand the ball off, you know, 20, 25 times and, yeah. and wear your defense down. So that's why I got Utah in this one. I just think. You know, Tavion Thomas didn't play. He only played a half last week. I expect him to play the full game this week. I think he's going to be motivated after, you know, not being able to play in that first half last week. And he had a 12 consecutive touchdown streak that was snapped last week. Really? So. Did they did they mention why he didn't play the first half? I think it was disciplinary. Disciplinary. You know, I think something happened, you know, in practice maybe. Okay. But, you know, I expect him to play all four quarters this week. And I expect him to be a little upset that that, touchdown streak was broken yeah. so i wouldn't be surprised if he ran in a couple yeah. couple this weekend so i got utah i think i think utah covers too you know ten and a half is a big line for this one so i could see you know people taking you know oregon state on this one but i think utah covers i think they win by i think they win by 14 probably i'm gonna go utah i'm gonna go utah 34 oregon state 21 21 okay yeah i like that pick I got Utah winning this one as well. I think that if it was switched up and this game is in Corvallis, it's a whole different ball game. I agree, 100%. Yeah, Oregon State 8-0 last year at home. So, I mean, but the Utes, they don't really lose in Rice-Eccles very often. Obviously, some heartbreaking news last week. Brandon Keithy is out for the season. He was their, he was their main receiver. I mean, tight end is getting the most receptions. But, uh, yeah, they've looked good since losing to Florida. And um, I think that they – get a big win in preparation for USC coming to Salt Lake in a couple weeks. Next one, we got Iowa State at Kansas. And I know that there's the argument that should Kansas be ranked after starting out the season 4-0? and And uh, Iowa State, they played a close game against Baylor last week. Yeah, this is actually a really good football game, um, especially for two unranked football teams. You know, I think Iowa State lost a heartbreaker last week to Baylor. They didn't, I know they played them really tough and, you know, made it, a really good game in Ames last week. And then, you know, Kansas can't Kansas should be ranked, you know. This is my like this is kind of my disagreeance with the AP. Yeah. Is I know there's a lot of teams that are ranked at three and one, but why should those teams be ranked at three and one when Kansas is four and up? Yeah. You know, Kansas hasn't lost a football game yet. I think there's no reason why they shouldn't be ranked. Um and I think Kansas State Keeps it going too, you know. Really, and, and hopefully this Sunday they do get ranked. So, yeah. I got Kansas at five and zero, winning at home. I think if this game is in Ames, you know, I think it's a dis- different situation because it's always tougher to go on the road. But I like Kansas at home, you know, to beat Iowa State and and hopefully I, I pray, I pray that they get ranked this yeah. week because I think they, they deserve it. I think they deserve it. You know, yeah. five and zero. Not a lot of teams, you know, have won five or have won five games this year. So. Yeah, I think, and a lot of teams won't win five games yeah. this year. So, yeah. I think Kansas should be ranked if they win this weekend, and I yeah. think they will win this weekend. I think the Jayhawks are pissed off because if you look, if you put their schedule next to a team like NC State, who's top ten in the country, you know, you don't see much of much of a difference there as far as resume goes. So, I think that they're going to be. I don't know. I think they're pretty angry that they're not in the top twenty-five, not really getting that national respect that they deserve. So, yeah, I think I think that they get a get a win this weekend against a really good Iowa State team, and that should be enough. If that's not enough for them to get in the top 25, then I, I really don't know. Get rid of the rankings. Yeah, get rid point. of the rankings. The AP 
is irrelevant at that point. But, yeah, I got the Jayhawks winning that one this weekend. Next game, Texas Tech going at number 25, Kansas State. Both teams coming off really big wins against uh, two of what we thought were maybe the top three teams in the Big 12. Now, yeah, so there's always there's always that potential hangover after a big win, you know. So is that going to happen this week for Kansas State, or is it going to happen for Texas Tech this week? So, you know, that could play a factor in this game. Uh, it's an early game too, you know, 10 a.m., Saturday morning, but I don't think Kansas State is that good. Really? I know they beat Oklahoma. Dude. They just they just seem to know how to beat like that just seems to be the team that they know how to beat. So I was really impressed with Texas Tech last week. I think Texas is a better team than Oklahoma. That can be a hot take as well. So I like Texas Tech going on the road and getting the job done. Wow. You know, in Manhattan okay. against Kansas State. Hot take. I just think I think Martinez, you know, he had a stellar game against Oklahoma. He yeah. had four rushing touchdowns. He was really efficient. I just don't think it can keep it up. So okay. that's why I got Texas Tech this week yeah. over Kansas State. Yeah, I got a, I got Kansas State winning this one. I think uh, Martinez, he single-handedly, you know, took over the Sooners last week. Four rushing touchdowns from a quarterback. I mean, that's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I just got them because they're, they're at home and eat. We've seen what happens at home with teams. So, I'm, yeah, I, I got I got Kansas State winning this one. Next one we got is uh, some SEC action, number 17, Texas A&M, going at Mississippi State. Now, yeah, this is, a, this is another interesting, you know, football game because you got that air raid offense uh, with, you know, Mississippi State. And then you got that fantastic defense <clears throat> with, you know, Texas A&M. Texas A&M yeah. So it's kind of like high-powered offense versus, you know, really good defense. And it's like, which one's going to crack first? But I don't know. I've been feeling, I've been feeling the upsets yeah. this, you really this have. week. So That's how it was for me last week. It, it, did, it did not work at all. So Yeah, I don't know why. I just like, I just, I'm feeling a lot of upsets. You know, Will Rogers has 16 touchdowns on the season so far. Which I think is, I think that's really impressive, you know, yeah. especially in a high-powered air raid offense. I think if we see this Texas A&M defense crack, I think this could be the week that we see it, you know, on the road in Mississippi State for the first time this year. Mississippi State's favored too. Yeah, exactly. You know, first road game for Texas A&M. Mississippi State's got three and a half line. Yeah. I don't know. I think if I think if this Mississippi State offense gets ahead early, I think it's gonna be really hard for Texas A&M to keep, you know, keep up. Because, you know, that Mississippi State team can score in bunches. So, yeah, I like Mississippi State in this one. I think Will Will Rogers throws for, I think he throws for like four touchdowns. And I think this Texas A&M defense cracks for the first time this year. Yeah. You're going to be either really right this weekend or this week. Or really really wrong. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Pray for chaos. Yeah, pray for chaos. I mean, for you. But I got Max Johnson and uh, Devon A-Chain, you know, winning this one. I think Texas A&M defense is also outstanding. And, uh, yeah, I got talent winning this one. I know it's our first road test. First road game that comes in October, which is – I don't know how that happens, but – Yeah, that's a – I think that Texas A&M has a lot of momentum coming off uh, a win against Miami. I can A win that. against top 10 Arkansas. I don't see them losing to Mississippi State this weekend. And to finish things off, we got another Pac-12 matchup. Stanford going to Eugene, playing number 13, Oregon. Yeah, so for Stanford – seems like they just know how to beat Oregon. Yeah. You know, it's kind of the same with Kansas State and Oklahoma. Yeah, they you know? got their number. 
Stanford's won four of the last six. You know, I know it's in Eugene, and, you know, Oregon plays really well in Eugene. But I'm not going to pick the upset on this one. I think okay, I think Oregon's too good. I think <laughs> yeah. Stanford. I saw that, you know, there was a Stanford player that went out for the season today. Okay. So I, I was reading that on Twitter. So I don't know if it makes that much of a difference. But, you know, I've been critical of Bo Nix. I've been hard on Bo Nix. And, you know, if he throws more than 25 times, you know, they're going to lose the football blah, blah, game. Blah. But, you know, I think it's time I start giving Bo Nix a little bit more credit. You know, I think Oregon will be able to run the ball really well. I think they'll get ahead on Stanford, and I think Bo Nix will be able to cruise in this game. So, yeah, I got Oregon winning this game. I don't think they'll cover, though. I think this will be a closer game than 17.5, maybe even 17. You know maybe you know what? Yeah, I got Oregon by 17 this week, not quite covering that line. Yeah, we'll go, we'll go Oregon 42, and uh, we'll go Stanford. What would they at, 25? No, that doesn't sound right. We'll go, uh, Good math. We'll go 42-28. 42-28, so for, by two touchdowns. Yeah, for Oregon. Okay. Yeah, I think we saw what Oregon does at home when they played BYU two weeks ago. Last week, they were able to find a way to get a, get a win against Wazoo after trailing the entire game. I, I, picked, I picked Washington State to win that game. But I'm not, I'm not going to pick against the Ducks this week. I think that they're too good at home. I know that Stanford has their number, has won four of the last six. But um, Bo Nix has been balling. It's time for him to get the respect he deserves from us at least because we've been dissing him all year. But all year, yeah, dudes have been balling, and I'm I'm happy to see this Oregon team bounce back after you know the question marks we had for them uh, week one against uh, Georgia. But yeah, I think I think that's gonna wrap things up for uh, a little week five preview. Episode we already got nine. Yeah, episode nine. We already got nine episodes down. We love putting these out for you guys. And uh, like we said earlier, couldn't even wait until Wednesday because of how good the games are. So I think you guys have a lot to look forward to this weekend. We'll be watching. 1.30 is definitely the time to have the triple mo- triple monitor out, triple triple screens. But, yeah, um, make sure you guys follow because I know that helps with the algorithm and you'll get notified every time we post one of these episodes because, you know, we've been a little bit not inconsistent, but, you know, the days – have been changing up a little bit based on, uh, you know, our eagerness to talk about these football games. Also, a little bit of Brock and his uh, situation man. with the Raiders. Yeah, so sometimes we're doing them on Mondays, sometimes we're doing them on Tuesdays. But the best best way to get notified of when we're dropping them is just, you know, give us a follow. But yeah, we hope you guys uh, have a great weekend.